Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 441 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Swine Dwinder Bar for this episode, we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. It me! We have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Device, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. I think we need to ask you, use some coffee, and Psykit needs some drugs as well, I suspect. I am good, I'm, I'm medicated up, we're good, we're good. And rounding out the crew, we have our SRV Banksy, that's Commander Alec Turner. Good evening, I'll have Psykit's drugs, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're off to a high start. Um, right, if you wish, you can join us live. We have the Chris Mark Four and Ben probably doing stuff around Lave. Uh, no, I believe we're going to be in Java Beer or something weird. Close, close enough. Close yeah. enough. Near enough, mate. I appreciate Jabir. it. Uh, beer. I like that. beer. I'm going to go with that. What, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you said Jabba Beer or something. Yeah, well, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I'm going to go with Jabir. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's from the planet Jibberobia. He's over there. <laughs> so, uh, if you can't get to us in game, you can also join our Twitch chat, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat and go to twitch.tv slash laveradio. Uh, <laughs> feel free to to join our in which interact however you wish. Um, so, uh, now that we don't have any special guests on, I guess we can catch up with what the crews have been doing. So, um, Commander Psykit, you've been quite busy. I have. I have. I've, I've been doing a lot of... Um, I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous 
funnily enough. I wonder um, why. Well, I say I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. Let me tell you a story. I've got a story for every single topic this week. You guys are going to hate me. Um, um, I've been playing an awful lot of Elite Dangerous, doing a lot of Elite Dangerous related things. It's been a lot of fun. I, um, I fucking love this video game at the moment. It's been um wholeheartedly very very enjoyable um and on friday evening um after i'd celebrated the end of a good week gone out and in like in the glorious weather that was um um that we've been having recently that's due to maybe turn a little bit towards the end of the week had a couple of beers sat in my garden and it was lovely came back and said to my sister would you like to go and see the heart of the maelstrom because she doesn't have like the bits and pieces that she needs and that's perfectly fine i've got i've got multiple seats in my corvette not a problem i was like okay yeah i'll take you not not a problem at all but i wasn't in my corvette i was in um dr bev at the time which is my cutter um and i went back to my fleet carrier went to switch went to switch the two out and those buttons are far too close to each other gang i'm not gonna lie the button to switch and the button to sell your ship are no. far too close Ooh. no please tell me you were able to send support to absolutely email. i was absolutely was i sent them an email which included the phrase i've had a little cry and now i'm emailing support um but i i sold I sold my cutter, my, my, not my cutter, I sold my Corvette that had my only Pythagoras port neutralizer on it. Oh and God. what I'm saying is six legacy, and I say legacy in very, very inverted commas, but legacy caustic sinks. So with seven ammo in them, as opposed to the fact that you can't do it now. So I had a meltdown <laughs> over the weekend and um emailed um support and they were lovely and they got me my ship back and everything was fine and beautiful and but by that point i didn't have enough time to do the buckyball that i was planning on working on all weekend so i didn't get to enter the buckyball oh. but but that's my reason why alec because okay. i'm a dickhead uh, and i did reason. that it's a very good reason does it uh, not yeah. prompt you when you sell a ship does it not say do you really want to sell this ship yeah it does it gives you like a, a it's a click and then a click through but also oh, okay. when you switch to the ship it's a click and a click through oh, in gotcha. the same place on each side and because i didn't have i don't have a shipyard with ships in on my fleet carrier i couldn't go to buy a ship and then just like buy back sold items oh. so there was no way of me being able to do it what a nightmare. Wow. So, um, yeah, I had, a, I had a little cry. I had a little cry and got over it and then watched the, one of the most hilarious Eurovisions that um, I've seen. It was so much fun. We had a, we had a bit of a Eurovision watch together party with, um, with my sister and my husband over Discord. And that was very, very heckin' fun. Um, Norway was robbed, but so were Finland. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've not really done done much else um, other than play play elite and and um and what, cry. <laughs> also, been an emotional week. Um, okay, it's emotional. <laughs> ben, what have you been up to? Uh, so I've, yeah, I've been away for a few weeks. So I'll cut the, that first part very quickly. Um, my sister-in-law had a baby. Um, I've been uh, so that's why where. I've been, I've been being, I've been playing Daddy Ben uh, the past few weeks. So that's why I haven't been here. Then uh, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I freaking loved it. Um, I've been very busy doing non-gamey things and more non-gamey things and work and 
uh, personal shit that's none of your business, so piss off. Um, Very aggressive, Ben. Very unnecessary. Yeah, it is is nobody else's business. Yeah, Yeah, well, Um, we didn't didn't actually (laughs) try and. I did do something. I went to Castleton in the Peak District with my kids. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, there's nobody else's business either, but that was lots of fun. And if you ever get a chance, go to Castleton, and oh, there's good. a mine. There's a mine there that you take a boat in, and that's freaking awesome. Um, so yeah, hi- highly recommend if you want to go on a bike trip down a, on a boat trip down a mine. Go to Castleton. It's funny that because there's a there's a sketch in the League of Gentlemen which is like that, where you've got a guide going down one of these crystal mines, going and. Just remember, although it's not as good as the one with the boat, we at least do have a 100% safety record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that the guy that's like going, in 1998, nobody died. In 1999, nobody died. In 1990, one person died. <laughs> yeah. And you oh. couldn't move down. You couldn't move round the the crystal caves in 1974 because it was full of Cybermen because <laughs> they were shooting Doctor Who. <laughs> anyway, um, Commander Alec Turner. Hi. Yes. Um, out of game. I have been marking Buckyball race submissions. <laughs> That's all I can remember of the last week out of game. Uh, 77 submissions, which means about 850 screenshots. So not, oh, quite, as as, not quite as many as poor old Sulu from the race before, <laughs> but enough. And um, and in game, I've been buckyball racing mostly until um, until Sunday night when it was all over. It's really funny. I was I was trying to do both buckyball racing and explore update 15, and eventually I had to admit to myself that there was too much distance, and I was spending most of my gaming time flying between the two. And I thought, just just pick one, Alec. So I picked Buckyball Racing because it wasn't around for very long, whereas Maelstrom's will be here for a very long time. So um, I have no exclusives because everyone else has been to the Maelstrom. I know that's not true. It feels like <laughs> it. Um, but I have finally been there, and it's, it is freaking awesome. Yeah, well, I haven't been there yet. And I have much to say on the subject, but I think that's for later. Yeah, well, um, let's see. Personally, I think everybody knows why I've been off the last month, so uh, less said about that, the better. Um, in addition, uh, we've also got, in the grand old live radio tradition, uh, a bathroom update. I'm having a bathroom basically ripped out and uh, put in. At the moment, uh, I am work homeless. Basically, we don't have an office anymore. We're all fully remote. We're supposed to have an office, but the lawyers screwed it up. So apparently, apparently we've all got to work from home until basically they sort out the office. So yay. Uh, and uh, yeah, on in-game, I have been both loving and hating trying to get the caustic uh, sinks. I've been uh, basically just going up to the caustic generators and saying, excuse me, I'll just have to give you a, take a little sample from you and uh, being very scared while doing it, because I'm not very good at it. And I've only got two out of the five, and I'm scared to go for number three at the moment. <laughs> but I love it when it works, but I'm scared that I'll lose all of them in one go. Oh, because, of course, you're like me. You haven't got the fleet carrier, so you've got No, to, yeah, no, I get, get, Getting the last one is like, oh, God, don't die now. 
Yeah, squeaky bob time. Have you got all the other mats? Have you left these? Oh, yeah. I've, got, Good. I've, okay. lo- I've lost about five clippers doing it. But, um, yeah, I've lost. Um, but I've got all the other mats that I need. But, uh, yes, it's going to be, um, yeah, interesting over the next couple of days. And, of course, um, I did one of the streams using the new VR headset. And I must admit, looking back and reviewing it, reviewing the stream, um, God, I look a prat. <laughs> Honestly, with the, you think it's great when you've got the headset on, but when you watch back and you you think, oh, my God. <laughs> was your stream, was it showing you in the headset as well? Yes. Like Malik does. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I know. You look like a white bellet. Yeah. Has you anyone googly any... eyes on it, you're fine. Has anyone else here ever filmed themselves playing Beat Saber? Uh, no, no, but I... I, I don't. Do. Re- I don't recommend it for for anyone that's played Beat Saber. I'm sure you know that it feels awesome. You feel like <laughs> I don't know Darth Maul or something. You think oh God, I am. Yeah. I am kicking ass here. This must look amazing. And then you video it and discover it does nope. not look amazing. <laughs> it looks very, very silly and sad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the appropriate phrase. You just look sad. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried Gorilla Tag and filming that? <laughs> What's Gorilla Tag? I haven't seen that one. Yet. I'll, I'll let you see Gorilla. Well, I'll let you look up Gorilla Tag. Uh, the only problem is it is full of squeakers. Oh right, got yeah. I think I'll, I'll give that. I try and avoid squeakers because I'm uh, I'm an elite, dangerous grandpa apparently. <laughs> right. Um. So, <laughs> pardon me. What? Was that a squeaker? I think that was more than having a squeaker. Oh right. Okay. Um. Let's go to the development news. Um. Uh, what have the devs said this week? Well, this Thursday, um, on the 12th, Sally did an update of uh, of update 15, or a recap, rather. And, yep, yeah, it was uh, noted that there's a few issues that need looking at. Uh, for instance, uh, propulsion elements are uh, needed to be looked at because um, they're not supposed to... You're not supposed to actually shoot them. You're able to... F- uh, you'll be able to get them in other ways. Isn't this, yeah, it's because the pacifists are claim, complaining they can't get to the maelstrom. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be in um, dropped by Corsi gens as well, and they've not been they've not been dropped by Corsi gens um, for for a while. So think, fingers crossed, they'll be able to just like whack that in as a random drop from it. Should be easy enough. Um, and then there is this one, which is the relative mouse mode has been fixed. Um, yeah, it wasn't in the show notes, apparently. Uh, I know it's been highlighted by quite a few other uh, creators uh, saying that this is awesome. Um, I'm not quite actually sure what it does, because I've never used... Um, I don't know that we did. No, I don't think we did. I could have sworn we talked about it, but I could be, I could be a fever dream. Basically, yeah. basically um, when you're using the mouse... There's these two modes, and one is like when the mouse is kind of, you have some notional center point where your mouse is resting. And then one is kind of you move the mouse away from that center point, and your ship sort of starts turning in that direction. And then you have to sort of move the mouse back to its center point to sort of restore it. Um, And then in the other mode, it's a more sort of, how does it work? You're, You're sort of providing more of a direct input all the time. Um, right, and, and basically, one works brilliantly if you're a flight assist off pilot in normal space, but works horrendously in as a super means of controlling super crews, and and sort of vice versa. So, so being able to toggle between the two modes just is a an absolute game changer for people that use it. I believe. 
Excellent. Well, excellent if you're a mouse user. Yeah. Um, there are some other things that uh, they're still taking uh, feedback on. That's the feedback of the fleet carrier group UI. Uh, and also there's reports. <laughs> now, I can speak from personal experience here. There are reports of an unexpected increase in Thargoid Scout aggression. I wouldn't say Thargoid Scout aggression. I'd say Thargoid Scout damage. <laughs> I think I think's the best way of saying it. Um, yeah, and also thanks to Sally for giving us a little bit of a shout out on the uh, uh, on on the update notes. That was, that was very nice of her. Um, also, in recent. In light of a recently known issue, we can confirm that the reboot missions, specifically Thargoid War variants, now successfully count towards the engineer progress with Jude Navero. Now, she's the uh, engineer that you um, you do restore missions for. So, if you do a Thargoid restore mission, it, it counts as well. So that's quite. It should count double, nice. damn it. <laughs> Just because just you super easy. I don't know what, what don't know what your problem is. They're 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 really really easy. I definitely choose one of those over everything else to get them for sure. Ignoring the scouts, how have you been finding them the past week? Oh, that's that's really interesting that you should say that. We'll talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> you've got another story, haven't you? Oh, I've done some. Well, this is actually quite an interesting point. Apparently, the caustic sink launchers were never supposed to be engineerable. I added the question mark on that sentence, by the way. Go on. Yeah, then. there's a there's a there's well, a thing. we don't know that they were never supposed to be engineerable. That, that this is speculation, but I don't think Frontier have confirmed anything other than they're looking into it. Oh, I see. Uh, it's, so the uh, reason the reason that people are assuming that that is but that's the case is because somebody sent an email to support saying why can I not engineer these anymore and support kind of emailed back saying you were never supposed to and um so there's, <laughs> there's, anyone getting deja vu yeah there's <laughs> there's um conflicting information coming and um I am you can pry my seven ammo caustic sinks from my cold dead hands yeah same here. Yeah, once you've got it, you don't want to lose it, do you? Well, you certainly wouldn't want to go and sell it. I mean, that'd be crazy talk. Yeah, well, you wouldn't sell it when it's attached to a ship and it's also got a Thargoid port neutralizer on it as well. No, no, that, absolutely that's absolutely not. That's just insanity. No. Yeah. That that is either bad UI or bad player or both. Both. There's, <laughs> there's a really interesting little insight around this actually that um, that I found fascinating, which is that it, it it's basically to do with the sort of uh, module group that they've been placed into. Mm -hmm. So, so I think caustic sink launchers were originally in the. I forget what the group is heat called. Sinks. The, it was under the heat sink. Right, it's in the heat sink group, and presumably that's true when you went into outfitting. They were. Yeah. You, you go into heat sinks, and there they were. And then, if you think about the outfitting screen, clearly, I'm guessing the fix was that somebody thought, "Oh, hang on, they're not meant to be in heat sinks. They should be in experimental," and they moved it. I'm guessing, yeah. thinking of the outfitting and what I don't know how that was, but by moving it, it, it also affects the engineering group. When it became when it became an experimental, you weren't able to engineer it anymore. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think now. Please, by all means, and I love how much you, um everyone loves correcting me, but correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> in this instance. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you can engineer anything in the experimental in an experimental tab. No, I think you're probably right. Ooh. 
Um, okay, can someone bring me up to date with uh, Tom Cool's leaf blower? <laughs> I haven't had a go. I don't know if Psychic has, but basically, somebody noticed that the, um, the, th the the handheld scanner that you use to scan people, the identity scanner, what's it called? I can't remember. Yes, the, that one, yeah, the the ID the profile cloner identity scanner thing. Hmm. If you if you point it at, I don't know what the item was in the video I saw. It's a broken you, piece of revenant. Brilliant. Okay, if you point it at a broken piece of revenant and pull the trigger, it it blows it around. It it moves things a bit like a leaf blower. Um, my favourite thing of this story is because I saw it on tweet of, on Twitter the clip of this guy blowing this bit of revenant round like a leaf, and then Darren chipped in with a comment saying sounds like the sort of thing Tom Cool would do, and then Tom Cool chipped in with some sort of dismissive it's possible I can't remember. I mean not Arthur, intentionally but kind of yeah, I guess right to which Arthur replied. You all <laughs> with a kind of like rage emoji, you know, from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, it's the William Shatner can emoji, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds a lot of fun. I don't know if it's going to get fixed or not. I don't think it should be fixed. I think that would be great for a new game. Oh, uh, right. yeah, some sort of first to get three bits of thing in the goal. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that would be great. As a you know, we've got we've got Guardian Ball. Let's let's have sort of um. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Wraith, Wraith, Wraith Frisbee or they something. They spin yeah. forever. If you shoot them in the right at the right part and they go down, the the bit that um is being being moved around. If you if you um uh you hit it at the right part and it lands, it spins forever. It's incredible <laughs> how these things just like have this um uh, uh physics that is a mind of their own. I love it so much. Does it oh, have to be a bit of revenant? I don't know. Okay. Oh, yes, uh, Commander Ventura has suggested, why don't you go and try blowing the the NPCs? I just thought, no. That's you might want to rephrase that. Mm. I was going to say, only if you buy them dinner first. <laughs> anyway, um, no doubt this will probably be touched on in Frameshift Live number 30, uh, which is this Thursday at 4 o'clock. Uh, Dev guests and Clyde designer designer Curtis, senior audio designer Robin, will be diving into more into their different disciplines, uh, working together to create the latest content for Elite in Update 15. Uh, in addition, the seasonal Twitch drops return. Meadow Prairie paint for Crate Mark II and Python. Um, right. I've seen these. Do we discuss them later, or do you want to? No, we can discuss them, them now if you want. These are the pink ones with the pink ones with the yellow grass things, aren't they? Yeah, it just looks like something my dog would throw up. I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm not super keen. I've seen people really like them, and you you think that I would be keen because it's got pink on it, but even even that's a bit much for me. Um. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm quite. I I quite like the effort that they're putting in. It's just not my taste. That's all. That's, it just doesn't right. You don't have to pay for them, Colin. It's fine. I know. I know. I think I think we're allowed not to like them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you wait till you get to the store alert. <laughs> 
anyway, there is, they've also made a request for more log captures uh, with regard to personal multi-crew disconnect issues uh, that have been happening when you enter supercruise or jumping between systems. This has been going on for quite a while. Um, but they have found, uh, Sally's found, well, rather, someone suggested to Sally a workaround for this at the moment, and it's all to do with making sure your route is all connected up properly and, and things like that. But we will, uh, we've got a link in the show notes to the forum post. Um, and apparently new players in the live build are not currently starting in the noob zone. Um, that's yes. a, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's been quite a while. Has it? Is it? Yeah. That's yeah. I, Cause I started, I started a new commander not too long ago and I didn't end up in the noob zone and I was like WTF and I added to, I think there was an issue tracker about it or something. And I added to that. So who's yeah. in the noob zone? It must be deserted. So um, I think if you're starting in, I think if you start in Horizons, you might still be in the noob zone. But if you start with the Odyssey um, mission, when he flies you to your destination, that is not in the noob zone, and there is no way for you to get back. That was I tried to um, I, that was well before update fifteen. So whether that's yeah. changed or anything like that. Mm. I'd love it if the pilot at the end of the starter mission flew you to either um, Desiat or Santu. <laughs> there you go. Also Fine. Went, Bye. And also went absolutely don't, absolutely stay in open. Don't go to any other private group. <laughs> oh, the, the, uh, the griefers would have a field day. It'd be seal clubbing our us. <laughs> There's also going to be um, Twitch drops from Thursday for all Twitch streamers with an extra one for partners, apparently. Yep. These are, um, they're going to be, uh, like, it's like the snake wrap skins. Mm -hmm. Um, the, I think it's the Anaconda, the crate and, uh, crate phantom, um, maybe, and no, the Mamba for sure. And another one that I can't remember, but there's also, um, the Cobra Mark three is the exclusive one that, um, streamers on the partner program get. Ooh, They're right. kind of like dusty, uh, dusty desert colours. I think it's Desert Snake. It's called Aspect Explorer. I'm being, I'm being told very vociferously via chat. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, right. Well, that wraps up all the uh, development news that we've got this week. No doubt we'll have more to discuss after the uh, the frame shift live, and whether or not something happens uh, with what's happening at the centre of the Maelstroms. Um, moving on, we have our community news, which is, yeah, interesting. We've got Operation Warbucks for the Thargoid War, raising funds no, for the... Read no, it, read it, read it. Thyroid War. All right, Operation Warbucks for the Thyroid War, raising funds for British Thyroid Foundation. Ah, this Friday, the 90th of May, Operation Warbucks 3.0 charity stream event will begin. It's a four-day back-to-back Elite Dangerous stream relay involving 27 streamers raising funds and awareness for the British Thyroid Foundation. The event starts on the 19th of May at 10 a.m. UTC and continues until midnight Monday the 22nd. They'll have giveaways and all the Elite Dangerous content you could want. So please come and join the event with your support and donate if you can. And we'll put the trailer in the show notes. Unless we're showing that. I don't know. Oh, we don't have that, I don't think. Okay, fair enough then. So, yeah, so that's Operation Warbucks starting the 19th and ending on the 22nd. Uh, 
be worth to uh, to drop drop by. Yes. Uh, right. Next up, we've got uh, Commander Excellion. Thank you. Uh, he's created a 3D model of the rear of a Titan at the heart of the Maelstrom with an anaconda to scale. Uh, this is so that we compare we can compare this with Thargoid surface sites. Um, this is huge. It's awesome, isn't it? I threw this in. I don't know if others had seen it, but I went back to today and there's more than I realised. So there's a whole bunch of 3D models of the Thargoid Titan from different angles. Yeah. And some of those models are covered in little annotations and the, the, the content of the annotations is uh, really interesting. I learned shed loads about the Titan that I had never heard anywhere else. Really fascinating stuff. Did you know, for example, maybe you did, that like all the the sort of little coloured lights that are along some of the ridges and things of the Titan, it's sort of little spins and scales have these coloured lights, indicate kind of states that the Titan is in from a passive green to an angry red. And, uh, this, and it goes blue after that, after it goes yeah, the angry these red. Model, these models are just brilliant, really good stuff. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, in the chat they're asking, how do you know it's its rear end? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because it's every... it's. Um, it's space. I think people have, um, folks have made the decision that the bit where um, it spaffs out other Thargoids is its anus. Really? I, I don't know. Was, was, yeah. well, surely I don't know. the rear end has to be where the exhaust is. Well, the, in that case, it's at the end of each of the petals. It's got eight anuses. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> some people would love that. Oh, some people would pay good money for that. I, I, I don't know. I think yeah, from, that's, from, that's from, Rini's, from Rini's picture, she said that she was like, that's the top. And then when I was speaking to her, she went, I'm not really sure that it's the top anymore. So. Yeah, like this. In space, no one can hear your fart. Uh, right. Oh, God, it's truth. <laughs> Eight. All of a sudden, I'm thinking of the Centauri from Babylon 5. I was just thinking, we have, we have six. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, okay, do you want to to touch on this one then, uh, Ben, or whoever put this one in, the story time? Yeah, I can do that one, so uh, we, um, Chet's Will on our Discord told us a beautiful story involving him and his daughter. Pardon? Okay, I thought somebody said something. No, I was just coughing. Let's carry on. All right, sorry, okay, don't die. Um, so... Chaps is saying, my daughter and I just tried a repower mission in Thargoid space. It was eventful. I died, and I had to respawn. But my daughter survived and managed to get a close-up look at the Thargoid drones. I came back, and she, she had to run back to my ship to escape. She was a little scared by that point, but we did make it out okay. We then ran out of fuel and had to call the fuel rats. Um, and they called NL Paradox and Chasukaru, so they get a, they get a shout-out. And the fuel rats, as ever, very quickly came to their aid, and they made it back to Bear City safely, only just. His daughter has drawn some lovely pics of the ten-legged flying spiders. Uh, hopefully she, she thinks these will help other commanders who come up against these scary enemies. She also notices that they can't see through glass. Maybe that'll help with the science. Uh, they also find out that one missile from the Scorpion is enough to kill them. And they also have green laser rifles, uh, but my his well his daughter was able to dodge them by jumping. 
hopefully this will help everybody. And then there's a lovely photo that will I be in our show notes. So much. I know. It's so lovely. And it's it's kind of like um having it's just I, I could go on forever about how much of a multiplayer game it's it is and playing it? It with other, and playing it with other people and just being able to play it with your best mates and like your family is so bloody lovely. Yeah, it's and that's so I sweet. Yeah, it was just a lovely, sweet story from from Chets. Yeah. Yes. Um, just at the moment, we were all discussing um, eight rear ends. Darren decides to pop pop into the chat. rear ends. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> we've gone and grossed out a developer already, guys. Yay! Uh, <laughs> right, it doesn't work on the project anymore. It's not a problem. Yeah. Who, who is he anyway? Exactly. It means nothing to us now. <laughs> ah, bye, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll disappear in a minute, in a second. Um, right. Well, also we have the high wake. It has knocked. It has knocked out of the park again. I can relate with this one so much, but probably not as much as Mr. Alec Turner. <laughs> yeah, it really made me laugh. It's beautiful. For those who haven't seen it yet, it's just the classic kind of, you know. I um recalling his ship from his SRV and then the ship just landing on a rock such that he just cannot get in and and the eye starts to twitch and then he dismisses it and recalls it again and it lands on top of a plant and <laughs> it's really Yeah, because there's certain plants you can't get past and there's certain plants yeah. you can. What was the race in the last Magic Eight Ball that had um that that had you you had to you throw this yourself up a lift. No, this the last one. The one that I did, Alec. I didn't do this one. <laughs> okay. But the, the last one that I you mean did. the Aquarian job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh man. That that I hated that race so much. I hated and loved that race in equal measure. Yeah, there's there's nothing like being in a rush and recalling your ship and then bombing towards the the docking port just to find your roof snags on the ship and <laughs> <laughs> you come at it from every angle and it just won't go under. Yes, yes, I've been there several times. Yeah. Oh. Uh, on the subject of which, we have the Buckyball race results, don't we? We do, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, Busy week about, for you, then. It seems like a good a place as any to do this, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh, it was epic. I mean, I sort of joked somewhere that... Um, it was more exciting than the maelstrom and so i you know i was going to have to sort of stick it out to the end and then do my maelstrom stuff it really was the final day so what basically i released a, a leaderboard on i guess it was around about saturday lunchtime and then you know we normally do this we normally sort of say okay no more leaderboard until it's all over now so so there's a nice sort of bit of radio silence and nobody knows what anyone else is doing um the highlighted entries on this leaderboard if we're showing it on the stream or if you look in the show notes yeah, are all the new entries on that final Sunday. People went absolutely fucking mad. I couldn't believe it That's when I logged wild. in on. Yeah, I sort of logged in calmly on Monday, thinking, "Ah, oh, just a few more to 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 fill in," and my inbox was just absolutely full. And yeah, it's wow. so close. Um, ignore ignore Shay Blackwood because I don't know. He just flies in his own galaxy or something. It doesn't make much sense. But if you look at like from number three down to I don't know number you know third place to ninth place, there's like thirty seconds in it or something, and the same in regulation. It's insanely close. Um, so 20, 21 minutes twenty 
in the regulation cobra. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah, Skur is um, Skur's extraordinary. So we I've talked about Shay a lot because he's just unbeatable, and I'll come back to that in a minute on, <laughs> on, on the subject of the bloody shit that he decided to win in, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, Skur doesn't always get to race as much. But um, my Skur's sort of ultimate claim to fame for me is that so I've been known to circumnavigate a few planets. Um, Skur circumnavigated Pamesh Two C, which I would have said was impossible. That's an extraordinary feat. So he, an incredibly talented pilot, and um, he's one of these people that sort of chips in and says, you know, he turns up on the on the on the sat the final Saturday of the race and goes, oh, I've managed to get a few runs in. I'm quite happy with the results. And he's basically submitted two entries, and they're just, they're pretty much at the top. So he won regulation with twenty one twenty, which is extraordinary, and he came second in unlimited. Um, Shay Blackwood, who won Unlimited, um, was holding a pretty untouchable time anyway, 17-something, for most of the week in a sensible ship. Uh, was it an Imperial Courier? Oh, it was probably a DBX. I can't remember. Imperial Courier or DBX. So something that you might expect to do well in this sort of race. And then when I was racing Sunday, I saw him out in um, open mode live flying a python. And I thought, what the hell is Shay doing flying around in a python? He must be just doing a fun run, because people like to do novelty runs. Um, who is it? Uh, J-Space did the whole week in a cutter. But well, anyway, me, so... last, last thing, last time me and Epiphus had like our own fight in Corvettes. Not doing it again this year. I cannot right. do that. But yeah. But anyway, so yeah, apparently Shay was actually taking it seriously in a python and won by a bloody mile. I don't know how he does it. It's um, It's extraordinary. Do we feel that maybe Shay was intentionally handicapping himself and still walked out that time? So we asked because normally when Shay does things like this, he's he's normally really good at finding the perfect ship for the race. So, you know, things like it's um turn speed in supercruise, you know, m- maybe the planetary braking involves a really sharp turn at the end to do the ultimate bit of planetary braking and he'll pick something that's got a really good turn rate or um a, a lot of people follow the meta you know a lot of people will go oh dbx is the right ship for this race and they'll just use the dbx i, I do that um but shay will experiment so so everyone assumed there was a really brilliant scientific reason why he'd switch to the python but no apparently for this championship he's limited himself to three ships um the viper the python and something else i can't remember he's set himself these are the three ships i'm going to use for this championship so no he just took out a python and beat everyone else by a bloody it's mile. literally it is just mad skills <laughs> yeah it really is yeah yeah that's that's just painful isn't it i mean it, it's sort of like the max verstappen at the moment of <laughs> of uh buckyball no one seems it's to be able to touch him no, I, I long ago gave up. I mean, not gave up trying, but, you know, you have to. Uh, one thing I think in Buckyball, you, you sort of, it helps to know your place. By all means, try and <laughs> try and do better. But when you've been doing it a long time, you kind of come to accept your, your place in the pecking order. I do Hasht- want to. If it, hashtag one point club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to quickly shout out a couple of people. I wanted to give um, a big shout out to Epiphus, who's um, he's not that new to to racing but he's he's not one of the old guard as such and he's been doing better and better and better and he finally got a podium place in regulation came second so bravo it's great to see 
people like this, you know, climb the leaderboards and get better and better and start winning. That's fantastic. And also, I want to give a shout out. I think he was in chat earlier to um, <laughs> Kevin the Stabber, great commander name, um, who's, yeah, basically come out of nowhere and is definitely one to watch. He was submitting some incredible times right from the outset and he came third in regulation. So, Bravo. And um, what's what, what is it the Emperor says in, in Star Wars? We should be watching your progress with interest, young Kevin. <laughs> young <Yeah>. Kevin! <laughs> oh, Great. Dear. Everyone had a really good time, I think. Fantastic race. And, and really nice to see people really going for it, despite Update 15. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I've been told off for comparing comparing that F1 driver to Shay now. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, this is quite an interesting one for all you all you botanists out there, people who love a bit of uh, plant scanning. Um, Jimathon has created a new app that could help you. It's the Elite Dangerous Odyssey Biological and Geological Checklist app. Um, we've got a link for, to it on the uh, uh on the show notes, um, and you'll find it in the forums. Uh, it's an app that can help you keep track of all the different plants you've scanned and which ones you haven't found yet. Um, I know I'll be giving that one a try on the next Colin de Colonia stream because I've got tons of plants to scan, and uh, I, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of, one of the things I, I miss is not knowing what I need to get. It is. I think I've been spoiled by the uh, the Odyssey material helper because it just tells me what I need to get and and yeah that that's fantastic. But in this case, I've got no idea what other plants are out there. I just like to cross off all three hundred. Yeah. It is three hundred, isn't it? No idea. No idea. Don't explore. Don't care. Need an ice buy book. Well, you got one now with this app, haven't you? Yay. <laughs> Um, Ant uh, has put out a video within the last five hours. Um, he's <laughs> he's put forward a thought experiment of the highlighting the potential gameplay loops that Elite could have if it had sheep and sheep interiors, I suppose. <laughs> ship interiors, um, <laughs> well, including stuff like uh, EVAs. Uh, it's Ben's personal dream of GTA in space. Um, I haven't had a chance to catch up with Obsidian Ant lately. I take it you've seen this one, Ben? Yeah, I watched this one the other day. Um, actually, no, I watched this one earlier today uh, while I was, I was trying to swallow some food. Um, and, you know, we all know we're not going to get what I am dreaming for in Elite. I accept that. But it doesn't mean to say I can't go, damn, I wish we could have it and what gameplay it would give us. Um, you know, I've always, I've always wanted the ability, for example, to shoot out Chris's engines, board his ship, shoot him in the face, fix his engines, and steal it, and then sail off into the sunset. You know, just like you could essentially do in Elite, in Elite, in GTA. Uh, and I, I think that that would be so much awesome gameplay. I know that would be. Well, you, in, you... GTA, in GTA, you just. Grab a bloke, chuck him out of his car, and then get into it. Well, I, I could grab Chris, but I'd rather shoot him first. Okay, so in GTA, you grab a bloke, shoot him out, and then yeah. get into it. There's not a big transition of you walking through your ship or doing all of that. So it's not a GTA dream, is it? It's, it's, Sorry no, it's, to be it's, it's, little Miss Negativity. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, it would be better gameplay, because I'd actually be running around his ship with my 
fucking big gun shooting Chris in the face. I but like then, this idea. But at what other point would you use that ship interior when not to shoot somebody in the face? Well, I'd use it to have parties in. Also, can we it... talk about update 15 and not potential ship interiors that's never yeah. going to happen? But you asked me the question. Well, I mean, I'd ask you a I know, I said it's not the same. It's not the same as GTA. What you're saying is a big, convoluted, huge thing that has to happen and not the same as oh, GTA it's never where you happen. just rip someone out of a... Um, out of a car and then drive it without having to do any repairs or any big convoluted thing. You're yeah. not driving a car and you're like, even, anyway, a, even an eagle isn't a fucking car. Um, no, it's bigger than a car. It's about the size of a 747, isn't it? Exactly! It's funny that because I made ex- um, there's actually a thread so very similar to this on uh, in the forums at the moment. I made the point on that saying, right, um, I can just imagine the people wanting ship interiors would complain about their ship blowing up before they could get to the bridge. Because they've got to get 155 metres into the ship in order to basically take off. I don't think Usain Bolt would be able to make it in time. I, I mean, I would help if we weren't all a bunch of asthmatic fucks. And speaking of an asthmatic, I'm allowed to say that. Uh, well, you might personally be one, but your NPC isn't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've seen how long it takes him. He's like, he gets like quarter of the way down the ship and he's like, oh God, I need to take a break now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's, let, let's see how well you can run in a spacesuit then. <laughs> um, right, we have a picture book from Beetlejude with accompanying music from, uh, from Tokoso. Hi guys, Commander Ventura here. Now, you probably heard Colin talk about Beetlejuice picture book. Now, we removed it from the show because, you know, it's pictures and music and you, to be honest, you actually get don't get half the experience rather than the full experience. So the best thing for you to do is either you can go to our site on YouTube and Twitch and watch it there or you can go and see over at Beetlejuice YouTube channel and see the, the actual the video itself. Colin is going to be back next after the two adverts that I've put in its place. Okay. So, uh, also, if you can't fly safe, fly dangerous. Cue music. Cue, cue. From the makers of the MB5 shaving drone comes the latest impersonal grooming technology. Here at Saracen, we've heard your request loud and clear. You want something new applying all the recent technological advances. Introducing the Panther Clipper. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. The Panther Clipper is the biggest, baddest shaver credits can buy. A shave so smooth it'll shave 10 milliseconds off your buckyball type. The new Panther Clipper from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey. Don't point out at me. When a warm sound settlement patrolman rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrolman. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lay Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. 
Well, I, I I hope you enjoyed that. And this is uh, what you've just seen has been Betelgeuse, uh I think picture book, which has been made available to her patrons. Uh, the music was by uh, the the well known Commander Tokuso. And uh, yes, uh, that was a that was a, a premiere, if you like, uh, of uh, of the artwork. And as per usual, it's Commander Betelgeuse. Amazing stuff. I, I, I don't think I don't think I can think of anything else better to say than that. Just amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, right. Well, let's have a look at the in-game events which have been happening this week. Well, we've got three bits of Galnet news, which surprisingly have all got to do with Update 15. Uh, on Wednesday the 10th, they, they said, right, we're going into the Maelstroms. <laughs> which basically explained that commanders can now get into the maelstroms, which is always useful. Uh, then following that, uh, the, we had ground troops encounter Thargoid drones. Obviously, the um, uh, the explanation for the, the new um, restoration mission, um, that is something I've still got to try, uh, which... I, much to my eternal shame. And then finally, today on the Tuesday the 16th, uh, Galnet News has finally admitted that um, there are Thargoid motherships at the centre of the Maelstrom. Um, uh, overall, what do people think to the, this week's news? This last one I thought was quite interesting because it, it seems to me it's potentially dispelling a couple of um what was the phrase that arthur used to me last week a couple of assumptions mm. that we're making that he can neither confirm nor deny you know the the idea that they are hive ships you know it sort of addresses that and the idea that it's a um i guess mothership you know yeah we're all constantly referring to them as motherships and hive ships and i feel like possibly this is frontier saying you might want to just temper that language before it gets set in stone. <laughs> Ooh, I mean that kind of that kind of says that there's something else about this ship. Maybe I mean maybe they are hive ships, but I, but I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. I have a slight hunch that Frontier get a little bit nervous when purely community-driven wording and language starts to get a little bit too encased in stone. Until, yeah, because you know, do you know what I mean? Until they've until they've said it, it's not called. A, until they say it's called a hive ship, it's not called a hive ship. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only mention that we've had on hive ships before uh, is in the logs in Commander Jace, uh, Jameson's crashed Cobra Mark Three. So that's and he says that they're absolutely massive. So I'm assuming that these. You make the assumption that you know these titans are hive ships but obviously well i don't know having seen some of the the behavior they're thinking it looks too small to be able to check out thargoids that big is it oh, just me it's got a gateway to another dimension built into it no no it doesn't what no, no it definitely does look big enough to check out many 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 thargoids many giant thargoids the little um, interceptors that come out of there um, there's much more space for bigger Thargoids to come out of it. Yeah, yeah, they're tiny compared to the more, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Are they smaller than Scopes? No, what? no, no, it's Interceptors. It's Interceptors that are coming out of them. The Interceptors are coming out of them. The, 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 
the huge, big the, it's, it's a big gap, and they look so small. Yeah, they look like ants coming out of it. Oh wow! Okay, so they they really are that big then. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I was on, let, I was on, let's say the top or the bottom, and Apophis <laughs> was underneath it on, let's say the top or the bottom, and we were three and a half kilometers away from each Brilliant. other. Mm-hmm. And that's the thin edge. That's brilliant. I love it. I yeah. meant to do some math with somebody, actually. I described it. I've, I've got a blog running, and I described it as a landscape. So when I'm out scanning for exobiology, a thing mm. I've, um, ended, I've, I've been doing a lot, which I love, is to turn off flight assist and just kind of float across the surface looking for plants. And you, you tap the upthrust of the case, but it just feels really nice just to float over the landscape. Mm. Um, and I was doing exactly the same this morning. I'm floating over this thing, you know, picking off its little barnacles and what have you and um yeah it's a landscape it's it's like a field of mountains it's vast yeah um i, I mean like i said i've, I've got to I, I've, I've got to experience it for myself but i've seen everybody and the, the streams i am i mean what interceptors have actually come out of the mall because I, i've seen authoresses and cyclopses but i haven't seen anything bigger i have oh what have you seen everything Oh, so you, I don't think you, I've seen a hydra. I don't know if I've seen a hydra, but I've seen the other things. So I've Medusa, Medusa and Basilisk. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing a Medusa. Obviously, the 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 little side garage entrances. Those are the things that spaff out the um, the uh, uh, scouts Please. and the the glaives. They yeah. they do both. Um, Helmut Grokenbecker is saying that he did see a hydra. Um, so yeah, they, there are, um, I think it, it will, um, I think also if there's a lot of aggro going on, if there's a lot of aggro going on, you'll see more, mm. um, more different types of Thargoids, but, um, I've come face to face with an Orthrus in there. I've seen, I've definitely seen, um, at least one Medusa. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, just incidentally, uh, the, that wonderful magnetic like pulse, that comes out the blue pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that basically the pulse that goes out through the whole maelstrom? Then? No. no. Oh, I so think, it's something I think, else. I think thinking is no. Now I haven't even seen one yet, but I think uh, I actually asked Orange Phoenix today because I know he did a stream uh, a couple of days ago, and his stream was basically "Let's go and see the blue pulse." And I was thinking, okay, he must know how to trigger it, and I really want to see it, so I asked him. I, it's like it's probably got her own feedback on this too but it, it he reckons it's um it's a defense mag- mechanism to a lot of aggro so attack things heat up the you know attack the turrets attack the ships and um generate a lot of heat and that seems to trigger it so i think yeah. it's a defense mechanism i feel like that i feel like you're accurate with that i don't know necessarily that it's a defense mechanism i think because it gets the 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 little blobby bits on the tight not the blobby bits but the like the lines inside of the lines mm-hmm. when um went red and red and get redder and redder and redder and then when they do the the the, the blue pumpkiny type thing um mm-hmm. once it does that it um it goes back to being being like not red and heated again so i think i am of the impression that it's a heat it's something to do with like also, also a heat release thing and uh, um, 
and a defense mechanism because it's like you get loads of on all of the points you get loads of different like sta- um electricity static things start to go and um, that because i've been outside of it and inside of it once it once it's gone um and it feels like a bit of a bit of like a thargoid thargoid pulse kind of thing um but i think it's also a big release of energy because everything is building up so much inside because it's using the rest of its defense that was the general consensus when we had the um the um we we did a thing with the burr pit on thursday night and quite a few of us all went in there together it becomes a nightmare trying to get in there when there's a lot of you there because they um it seems to pulse every 20 seconds and you're because it always knocks you back a little bit if i'm in my corvette that does 400 and something it takes a takes a hot minute to get in there but um it is it's very worthwhile once you once you get in there because there's there's so there was so much activity going on. But that was the, that's the only time I've managed to. I've seen it triggered as when there's been multiple commanders inside the um, the blue pumpkin thing. Yeah. So um, obviously, it's also surrounded by a lot of asteroids and dust. Has anybody gone mining the asteroids yet? Yeah, people have. Yeah. Is there any unique stuff on the asteroids, or is it just? Normal asteroids. Uh, normal asteroids. They're like ice ice asteroids, I believe. I have a theory on the asteroids, actually. Which... Oh, go on then. Well, only that. I mean, it's intriguing to see if it'll ever be explained in a in a more sort of in-game lorry way, because because what was there, you know, it's not like we're missing a planet. So so mm. where have these come from? I think it's just a really neat design decision and i would have done exactly the same thing and i think it's brilliant because when you're heading into the maelstrom it takes quite a long time to get in even after you're past the pulse wave and there's fog and there's atmosphere and then you start seeing shapes coming out of the fog and i think having asteroids in there is genius because you're looking at these shapes and you know you know we all will know there's something in there so you're looking for the thing and you keep seeing another shape looming out of it is that it is that it? And then one of the asteroids kind of just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's the, you know, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant way of, of just adding to the, the moment of, of seeing it. Yeah. I mean, I, those asteroids, they're not full of tritium, are they? You know, they're not. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think so. They should have done that, actually. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's. it's... Yeah, that that would be a good way to to refuel your fleet carrier, wouldn't it? Oh, just got to pop over to the local maelstrom. Yeah, yeah, do that. That's going to be a lot easier than everything else. <laughs> I I have a little I have a little tiny bit of a theory that sort of runs alongside Alex with it being a great um design decision, um because it is really distracting. But because they're so because they're th- they're so thick. I, I I feel like they are they're just picking up detritus with some kind of gravitational pull along the way, and this is what's ending up. Oh, cool! I like that. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, kind of makes sense. It, to it me. kind of gives them a little bit of a law reason for a be- for this beautiful um, visage that happens because it's it's just like you see all of the asteroids first and then the titan just sort of like looms out yeah, of the I would, out of the shadows i would much rather have the asteroids than a law explanation of why they're there yeah if you, if you see what i mean 100 percent, 100 percent agree <laughs> yeah this is definitely the vija moment from star trek when you've, you've they've got through the cloud and then suddenly see this thing 
in front of them. It's, yes, it's it's one of those fantastic moments. But um, that brings us to that time of the week again. Score alert! you hope to convince them that you're one of their own or perhaps you want to send a message that even they can understand either way we've secured the aftermath of unaccountable battles to bring you this authentic carapace pack yes for the cutter the chieftain the crate mark ii the cobra mark iii and the anaconda there is basically what looks like you can stick bits of dead thargoid on your ship okay go everybody they're fucking beautiful. I adore them. <laughs> I yes. beg to differ. You're wrong. You're entirely incorrect. They're beautiful. In-game, um... when they light up, they're stunning. Did you, have you got them, Psychic? I've got the Cutter and the Crate Mark 2. Nice. Now, the reason that I don't like it is because it's triggering my... Um, I'm getting triggered. <laughs> I, can't, I can't actually look at them without feeling a little queasy. <laughs> Why does it have to be snakes? <laughs> Something like that, yes. I'm just looking at it and thinking... I mean, yes, they look uh, they look um, very alien, and they've got lots of fantastic colours that I expect to see at the bottom of the sea. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just... It's, it's triggering one of my phobias. <laughs> yeah, same thing with the ladder, yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I'm glad everybody else likes them. Yeah, I actually, um, for, for for quite a while, I've been trading on sort of stored up arcs. I can't remember. I think I bought a pack probably years ago now, but um, but I don't have enough. So I'm actually think I'm going to have to reach my wallet because I do. I really love the Green Chieftain one. And because I'm doing this whole sort of ongoing blog about exploring the Maelstrom in my Chieftain, which has already got a nice green, I, I think um, I'm going to have You're to. You're going to have to really, aren't you? Yeah. It's... It, it's... It's when when you when you um, get your when you get your hard points out and uh, all of it go all of the um, additional points that all light up. It's really it's really something they've done a really good job in these. I really like them. So how does that work? So so is it literally just deploying the hard points? Kind yep, of deploying the hard points make it makes, it, makes the um, the little fins light up. Lovely, lovely. Looks so cool, doesn't it? It's really cool. I mean, ugh. I'm glad are, there lots of, um, are there lots of bits to the ship kit? Can you kind of mix and match? Um, no, no, they're not. It's um, a tail, um, the wing parts and the front part. There isn't um, they're, ah, they're one of the extra bits there isn't, but it, it, it's just um, bog standard. And I think that is reflected in the price because it's 13,000 as opposed to um, 13,000 as opposed to 18,000 if ah, you have the, okay. the four. Some of the ship kits have sort of lots of options for all four positions, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, you can mix, mix and match, match, yeah. mix and match some of them, yes. Okay, still cool. 
you know what I wish actually that there was some kind of lore behind these explaining that humanity is trying biotechnology <laughs> or something, and that's why we've got these coming in. Nah, nah, we're just putting the bits of the Thargoids on our ships because it, it looks cool. What what could go wrong with that? Why not? Why not? Yeah. We've all, we've already tried to genocide them. Let's really, you know, oh, stick the knife in, give it a bit of a twist. Yeah. Yes, my queen, what's happening? Well, they've, they've, they've started to attack us now with bits of our dead bodies now. Do you think that the equivalent of shoving somebody's head on a pike? 100%, absolutely. We yeah, really it's, it's basically the Reavers, isn't it? We're the worst. We're the worst. We're the actual worst. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah. It, this is the Reavers where you've got the blooming uh, dead bodies attached to the front of the ship. It is. We are the, we are the Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is there is the 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 Reaver ship kit as well, isn't there? Is there? Yeah, I know yeah, that's a spiky one. The, the, it's a Raider one. It's a spiky boy, but you know there's that's no, basically there's no the skulls on the spikes. But I, I don't think they'd be allowed skulls, unfortunately. Arms. <laughs> uh, in the chat, are, are we the baddies? Hundred percent, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. I, I just, I just adore them. I think they've done, they've done such a good job. The different color, color mm. schemes are really, really cool. It's cool that they can tie it into something like hard points deployed. I don't know. I just, I just think that's in, an interesting little insight into the sort of things they maybe we might see in the future with paint jobs. Yeah, it is. Um, it just reminds me of of Babylon Five and merging oh. Shadow Tech, doesn't it? Yeah, right. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll take a quick break with some adverts and come back with our main discussion. Get ready. L A V E Radio. Have you found yourself in a spot of bother with those Zenos messing up your backyard? Oh, why are there fargoids in my system? Can't leave the house without fear of a hyperdiction? Can't even get to work. Not that they've noticed, because everything's on fire there too. Sick of the amount of time it takes to scrub the caustic damage from those hard-to-reach places. Oh, f- fuck. Oh, it f***ing hurts. Fuck. Oh. Introducing... Dr Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. Apply a few drops to the affected area and feel the euphoria of instant relief. After that, just wash the burn away. It's like it was meant to happen. It's so good, you can even use it on your ships. Thanks, Dr. Pope. My ship smells brand new. Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. The miracle that can happen. Side effects may include dizziness, constipation, and itching sensation, worship of an obviously aggressive false deity, death, and loss of sense of smell. Should you experience any of these symptoms, please contact your doctor immediately. Not Dr. Pope, though, he's busy. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10-credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000-credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. 
How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Harry. Flurry's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow, the bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Cadaver Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. And welcome back. Right, well, we're going to ask the crew uh, a very, very important question, which has been, um, what has been your favourite experience in Update 15 so far? And I know certain people want to really talk about this. Look, look, okay, I've got like seven... (laughs) And it's really difficult. It's like picking between my kids. Um, there's there's been a few um, there's been a few instances that have been uh, that have made um, Elite Dangerous. I, you you like I wouldn't be here if I didn't love Elite Dangerous. If you're if you if you're like with the best one in the world. If you're like trying want to see content about Elite Dangerous, you should really be a big fan of the game. And I, I'm a big fan of the game, and I wouldn't be here talking about the game if I didn't love it so much. But um, uh, update 15 has given me some of the best um, like gameplay content that I've seen in a really, really long time in this game. And um, we had, we had the, the the thing that we did with the burp hit on Thursday when a lot of us went and flew and flew into um, Taranis. It was it was beautiful, um, and. This, uh, if you watched the Burpit stream, uh, not Burpit stream. If you watched the Burpit's video on Friday, there's a shot of like like loads of lasers shooting up a Corvette. That Corvette is the one that I sold. Um, <laughs> that's my ship, and it was so cool to see it, um, like a- actually happening in real time and being a part of it. And then also looking over on my other screen and seeing these lasers firing at my Corvette as well. At the same time, I was getting recon data or um, research data from a glaive um which i didn't even know was possible at that point oh it's been so much fun it's been such an experience um i it's i i, I love it a lot I, I love it very very much i think it's really fun um we 
the other thing that happened was is regarding the um ax reactivation missions on thursday i wasn't particularly well prepared um i wasn't particularly well prepared and i was like i'm gonna do some ax reactivation missions in (laughs) diamondback explorer and just put a couple of hall reinforcements on it and it'll be fine it won't be a problem um long story short um my i didn't get far enough away from the ax reactivation um and there was an interceptor circling above and i called my dbx back and the interceptor was shooting at my dbx and then the um revenants started shooting at my dbx as well and um there was a very scary moment where i was stood there watching my ship explode and i've never had that happen before and i thought that was really really i thought that was really really fun and really exciting um and the best bit that came out of that was the emergent gameplay of another player coming and picking me up in the chieftain and flying away big shout out to commander simon who was absolutely fluffing incredible he was in the area anyway and he was like no i'll come pick you up it's not a problem i'll come and pick you up and it was um i've got i'll, I'll pop i will pop i did a highlight of it and i popped it uh, I did like a 16 minute um, video on youtube that i i put out um about it and it's been received really well but um it's honestly very very close to being my favorite moment in elite so far ever of all time it was great like i watched the video yesterday it's really good like you say the emerging gameplay of just being rescued and it's so cool to see that ship swooping in and yeah, yeah it. it's great it 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 genuinely it genuinely was it was so compelling i would like i did some little edits of it i did a little bit of an i did an edit of it because it was originally the whole thing is like 40 minutes long and i was like nah nah we don't need to see me running to, uh, half of, um uh 1.5k towards the base without any problem so i did a little bit of editing for it and then i realized that i was watching it again um while i was editing it because i was like so gripped and i knew what was gonna happen because i was there the first time but um it was it was honestly honestly fantastic and i don't think i i I would love elite to be able to top that for me but i don't know that it will it was so good yeah i mean elite gets an awful lot of um uh criticism about the multiplayer not working properly but when the multiplayer does work and you have these kind of instances it's awesome Myself, uh, Ben, and, and the legendary Ralph have had plenty of experiences like that in our, well, basically commander incompetence sessions, where yeah. we've had to we've had to basically rescue each other from from certain death. I mean, to um, be fair, I I, I mean, it, I, I love that Psychic had that moment, and you know, and it was great to watch back, and it's really cool. But it it's not. I don't like the implication that that it's rare that this kind of thing works. Oh you know? no, it absolutely isn't. You, from, from, from my experience in racing and sort of group racing, particularly and um, with the elite racers who would do a lot of more live racing, you know, where we've had sort of ten, fifteen SRVs and in instances, and we've been larking around and this sort of thing. I mean, it, it does work in elite. People bash on it for for not for not working but but my experience at least is that is that this stuff generally kind of works really well um okay you can't get 50 people in an instance but if there's 10 of you and you want to go and do something together yeah mike sorry but my experience is that it works and it's fantastic yeah i i personally i i 
even because we we for the, when the maelstroms first arrived and there was all these planetary bases that were having combat we were doing thargoid combat legitimately um in huge groups every single day um i didn't take a break from thargoid combat for a really really long time that's why i've got like a lot of money and i can i can't quite happily eat a couple of cutter rebuys and that's not a problem but like even on thursday going into the um going into the maelstrom um with um with um some of the burp it because we had there were people telepresence telepresencing in there were people multi-crewing in as well and we were all in the same instance well like i said that's it's great when it happens uh and it has been happening a lot more it's been a lot more stable lately um but unfortunately, there is a. It does have a reputation for it being a bit flaky, especially if you've got more than sixteen, or even when you push thirty-two players in an instance. I will say as well that four point um, you know, Odyssey four point has had better instancing since Legacy, since it came out. Yes, mm-hmm. day one when it came out, its instancing has been better than Legacy. Oh, I actually agree with that. I actually, I, I think, I think the especially at the moment that the the reputation that oh it's all the multi crew and the the multiplayer is flaky. I think that's that's in the past now. It's a lot a lot better than it than it was. It's still unfortunately it's still got to shake that reputation. But then again, Odyssey's got a bad reputation that I don't think it'll it'll ever be shaken by some people. So you know. Uh, best to just deal with it and get on. Yeah, there, there are certain. There's definitely some people in the game who's like, who are you? You know how we joke about it being a dead game, but they, they are dead game. But they they get angry at when other people like um, the game so much. Yes. <laughs> yes, they must be fuming listening to us. So fuming, must be so angry that some of us like um, ship kits that have thargoids on them and stuff. <laughs> But, well, okay, I'd probably like it if it didn't make me want to throw up. <laughs> I mean, that's on you, mate. As long as you, as long as you don't stop playing the game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what about you, Alec? Uh, what's your favourite ba- bit been so far? So, yeah, because I was racing until Sunday, really, I've only had. Um... A couple of days proper in the maelstrom, but I had a couple of quick goes before, and sort of I managed to get in. My, you know, the the first thing is the timing of the pulse wave, and I kind of, I guess I got lucky, or I don't know, but I I figured that out pretty quickly. Um, but I did. It took me a few goes to figure out how to stay in there a long time. Um, basically, staying cool. Obviously, I sort of knew that already. One thing I, one thing that I was really astonished by this morning. I'm just so dumb. I just hadn't realised this, and I suppose people that do a lot of Thargoid combat will will smack their foreheads and go, "Of course." I had no idea how effective the thermal vent beam was. So you know, I my my um, uh, chieftain's sort of running speed is about a uh, running temperature is about eighteen percent. But if you just tickle the surface of the um, <laughs> uh, of the Titan. We surface your... the top or the bottom. I'm so yeah, sorry. doesn't really matter. <laughs> just, just tickle it on the Could outside. <laughs> yeah, tickle the thargoid with your um, thermal beam vent, and the temperature plummets to two percent, and you get frost on the windscreen. 
you know, well, you're like meat. tickling your titan, do you? You're like tickling your... your titan. Yeah, but, but just <laughs> keep that laser on. It, it seems really unintuitive because you're trying to be stealthy and hide effectively. But yeah, just keep that beam. You know. Do you know? Do you know where that doesn't work though? And I found that Go out on. the hard way. If you shoot your thermal vent beam laser into, let, let's call it what it is, the yellow custard. The if more. we, yeah, yeah, if we, we, sh- if you shoot into there, your temperature does not lower; it goes up. Does it? fascinating but yeah so 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 my favorite moment really has i think has been this morning where um i spent just an hour in an instance with the titan just exploring you know coasting around its surface with flight assist off just drifting off and picking off little barnacle things and just sort of really really taking it in it's it's just spectacular love it and I should spend many more days of doing that. And then I'm just super excited because, I, you know, there's there's other things to see. I, I need to go and try these restore missions, which also look like an absolute hoot. Um, I'm, uh, and also, I suppose, I'm just super excited about all the positivity. It, um, because I do, I can't help myself. I watch all the YouTubes and I watch all the, you know, the popular streamers with a few exceptions these days. And I'm on Twitch and I'm on the forum and, I, you know, I kind of can't help it. And I do absorb some of the negativity, especially if people have a point, I suppose. And it's just great when, I'm not going to say it's universally positive, but generally this update has been an absolute bloody triumph. I I feel like it's been incredibly well received. It was deployed really well. There's no made, there's, there's some little bugs, but it hasn't introduced or broken anything really massive. It's fixed loads of little things that people wanted. You know, there's VR fixes in the relative mouse mode, and it feels like someone's paying attention to some of the bugs that have really been annoying us. And the actual content is, is amazing. I love it. I've been having a really exciting week. Excellent. Uh, well, we'll move on to Ben then. I mean, obviously, the only point of playing Update 15 I've really had was last week doing the um, Repower the Base mission, which I loved. And I, I, I have to admit, I mean, I loved, I loved the struggle of trying to find the bloody base, actually. You know, I was determined I was going to find it, and then thinking, okay, I'll use my ship to show me where the base is and just, like, quickly, you know, pull it down and pull it up because, you know, I wasn't flying in something with paper tissues. Um, I was able to do that, and even though she was slightly smeg, so I, I, she had enough shields that I could, I could sort of like tell her to go away and then pull her back again. Um, and I, I loved that, and I loved just seeing the blue, the yellow beams sh- trying to shoot me, and then you know flying th- that sigh of relief when I see her like you know doing the final jump uh, and getting out of there before uh, my cus- my chieftain got blown up by by the by the thargoid it was just like uh you know that was that was great and then thankfully i wasn't suffering um oh the high wakes issues where i was able to find the find the place and my ship actually landed in a relatively clear place that i was able to get to so that that was a good point and then of course the actual content was fun as well you know doing stupid things like dodging the dodging the yellow beams and yeah, that that sprint across no man's land. I'm trying to think of the. Yeah, it just it just felt like you're sprinting across no man's land, hoping to high heaven that nobody sees you. I think we all enjoyed your sprint across no man's land. Actually. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, did anybody else see um, the picture from the bird pit, which showed a it looked like a Thargoid scout dropping off more. Oh yes, yes, I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard this. Yeah. Apparently, if you if you if you destroy revenants, then they get resupplied by effectively Thargoid dropships. I, I have been ju- I've been dropped scared. I've been jump scared by those fucking Thargoid scouts dropping out revenants more times than I want. I would quite happily admit. Because they're I, I so big on those revenants. Because when they see me, I'm going to shoot back. And there is one thing. I mean, as far as these missions are concerned, right? And I have this problem with um, all the repower missions. Um, as soon as you power things on, the base defenses activate, but Why? they don't. They don't fire on Thargoids, and they don't fire on any scavengers that have turned up. Yes, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, what what the hell's their point then? What are they defending? They're defending <laughs> against you from trying to reactivate their bases. Maybe they're not programmed to attack organics, so the only non-organic thing is you and your ship. Well, not you, but you, you know. How about that? They, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just one of those things that just gets my goat. Was sort of you've you've managed to power the base on. You think right, I'm safe. This and then all of a sudden there's about seven nice. or yeah. eight scavengers outside, and yet the base defenses, which would, would rip you to shreds in in uh, a few seconds, just yeah. don't bother well, doing anything. What would be awesome for Colin is you know the base defense. If you let's say you turn turn the power on. And then you make a point of going off and t- deliberately, you should deliberately then turn on the other things. And then if you do turn the defences on and they do shoot the uh, the Revenant, then the th- the scouts come in, resupply times 10, and interceptors come in and just go, hang on, you're... Oh, yeah, sh- yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're, so you, they don't turn on automatically, but have a nice little loop where the, the Thargoids get pissed off at you for turning them back on again and then try to take them out. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so basically you've reactivated the base just for it to be destroyed. Yeah. Lovely. You you, you tickled the Thargoid, it wasn't happy with you. You tickled it in the wrong... Tickled it in the wrong anus. (laughs) Wrong hole. I wonder if... Oh, I wonder if there's the pattern. You have to... like You know, like, the Mm -hmm. old puzzles to open things where you have to tickle them in in the right order... And that'll make the yellow thing disappear and then we can go inside it. Maybe that's the eventual plan. And maybe it's something to do with the tattoos. Hmm, science for quiet! I'm not sure we want to know about psychics. It's tickling games about getting I am all here for it! Let's go, kids! (laughs) I'm just waiting. (laughs) I do have a question about getting inside. Easy. Now, now. Yeah, as I said, buy them dinner first, for God's sake. So, the... Although... As Arthur quite rightly corrected me, these aren't quite the same as the ground bases. They're clearly the very similar design, but I think they're bigger and they're sort of slightly different appearance. So there are the equivalent of the tunnels that we would drive in in the ground sites in the SRV. I think mm-hmm. um, Psychic described these earlier as places, anuses, where the... Um, no, no, that's something different. Out. Oh, are they? Uh, but you know what I mean? There are... There yeah, are they're, they're underneath the anus. Okay. Right. Because the heat vein bits, the bits which um like um pop out or at the end of the petals on the top or on the uh, the should top or the bottom. Them, should we refer to them in the more biological term as sphincters? 
Because oh, there's, there's definitely some sphincters. There, there's a lot of sphincters. <laughs> if you if you shoot a Thargoid Titan, um, a Thargoid Titan um, turret, you will see a sphincter in work. I don't know if anyone's ever had a colonoscopy and been allowed oh. to watch the camera. No, I, I can't say I have. Okay, well, you would recognise a lot of what you see when you when you're flying around. <laughs> That's such a sentence to open with. I Sorry. don't know if anyone's had a colonoscopy. <laughs> Where was I going with that? What was I going to say? I've put myself off now. Yes, right. The tunnels. The tunnels that are the equivalent of the tunnels that we drive in. Right. Put that. Put those images out. You get your mind. camera down the, down, the, down there, yeah? Yeah, right. Has anyone tried... Is it ripped? Has anyone tried to open those by carrying a sensor? Not yet, but they don't open in the same way as the ones that you drive in to open. You know, they, they, the ones that you drive in have the, the sort of petal, um, petal-y kind of opening. Mm-hmm. They don't open like that. They, right. I, I, I can't yes, remember exactly they don't iris how they open. open. They yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, no. These, these I have so many problems. Oh, At uh, the, the, the moment. I'm just reminding myself what what happened when I had my colonoscopy, and and yeah, he's right. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I am, aren't I? Sorry, um, but I so am. Things I never needed to know. I mean, yeah. the, the the little like if you like shoot a titan, um, shoot you can use your you can use your lasers um on this. They they, they die pretty easily. Shoot a titan um turret when it when it. When it exposes itself, shoot the titan turret off, <laughs> and um it will um collapse back down and then after a it'll moment it, yeah it will it, like everything will collapse back down and then after a moment it will sort of like open up and then another one will pop out it's like it takes like a minute for another one to pop out and the noises and the motion shall we say so <laughs> it's it let's say they're very organic in nature <laughs> So, you needed lube for that, did you? No, no, no. I didn't go anywhere near it. It did it all on its own. But they do get replenished, which outside of outside of the many, many anus jokes that we can make, the fact that they're being replenished means that there is effectively something inside doing the replenishing. It's growing a new one, even as we speak. Yeah, it brews one and then it pops it up. Yeah. I do love that um, that pool. It does look like liquid, doesn't it? It's even got liquid sound effects. Yeah. Uh, and just watching them plop in and out of that. Oh, God, I can't talk on this subject anymore. Can we, can we move on? <laughs> I mean, probably not, because we're talking about update 15. I'm so sorry. No, but it is, it is really liquidy and... Moist. Moist, it's moist! Oh, dear. Right. <laughs> Like me. <laughs> so coming, coming soon, it will be the uh, the alien, the the human weapon, known as the Thargoid butt plug. <laughs> That's the one that we need. That's the thing that um, Daddy Savlon in his um, Guardian <laughs> mech suit is currently brewing up for us right now. A couple of plugs. <laughs> you need eight of them to plug each. <laughs> 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 just watch it we... explode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, you like, like them because we're fucking I'm terrified powerful. of them. I should clarify, they're really scary. 
<laughs> Tickle me, Titan! <laughs> Thank you, Katie. <laughs> right. Well, um, uh, um, uh, moving on from this because I haven't had a chance to play any of the uh, update fifteen uh, content. Uh, I'm still <laughs> playing in VR, trying to get acoustic launches, which I am absolutely loving. But um, I'm, I'm, it feels like I'm an update behind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that later. But let's have a look at some of the responses that we've had. Um, we've had uh, Freya Crescent. She says that hiding under a stairwell while Revenants launched sticky green poo bombs at me was fantastic. And they've also included a link to this at the first Thargoid you, contact. You, has anyone experienced those? The, um, the other thing that the Revenants do. So rather than just the lasers, they've also got like a green sticky poo bomb. Anyone that, any, else? It's kind of like what the um, scavengers at the ground sites sort of throw at you when they get annoyed. No, because isn't that just like random splash damage? It doesn't, does it, it doesn't have like a model. Okay. I haven't it, seen it. Yeah, it, it they do they do quite a bit of damage as well. Yeah, it's um, it's really good. Th- every time Alex at the moment turns around and says, "Doesn't it remind you of the time?" Or it's scary, uh, isn't it? We want yeah. to turn the hooks to find out what it is each time. <laughs> it's that thing with your colonoscopy when the camera. No, <laughs> it's just no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> poo bombs. Yeah, yeah that's. that's that's a new one. Let's move on to Elvis Kremen. Uh, at the time of writing, I haven't had my moment, in quotes, yet, as I still need to get the shiny new Thargoid Pulse Neutralizer from the CG. Uh, I didn't have the caustic sinks when I got the materials to unlock them. I found out I don't have access to the corrosive cargo rack, so then I had to run around and grab the materials for that. Finally got the sinks unlocked and was going to jump in with Psychic, but then she had to stop playing. I can't think why. There was no reason why that would happen. Yeah. No, no one would stop playing for any reason. <laughs> and uh, you've only lived the Titan moment through her streams at the moment. Well, I'm pretty much the same as you, Mr. Kremen, but it's just... Uh, <laughs> I'm just watching everybody else jealously. Really. You'll get there. Hey, do you want me to grab you some caustic um, things and sell them you? I'm happy to do so if you want. I get, like If you want to do it on your own, it's fine. It's not a problem, but I'm happy to do it if you need them. Nope, I've, I've got to do it by myself. That's absolutely I, fine. If, however, I get to four and die, then I'll, I'll take you oh, sure. Off. Well, you've done it. You've done it by that point. I mean, you can be justified in saying that you've done it. I will quite, quite happily go in with my already caustic sinks and go and get some for you. It's not a problem. I would appreciate that, but let me have a try it first. For sure. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I think everybody. Uh, yeah, it's just me and me and Elvis Kremen have been have been watching everybody else's streams. Um, Commander Burr. What, can I just say oh, about Kremen? The thing that's really funny about Kremen is that he worked his absolute butt off so that he wouldn't have to grind for um, a Thargoid Poison Neutralizer. So he was one of the top ten in the Bounty CG. So he got one for free, but he can't get to the center because he's got yeah. no caustic. Love that. that. Love hilarious. that for him. It's my favorite part. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, Commander Burr, uh, Commander Rini and I in multi-crews first run into the Maelstrom. We were screaming with excitement like two little kids, chased all the way by an interceptor, and then to arrive and see the thing emerge from the fog, unforgettable. Yeah, that that 
what I call the Vija reveal is is definitely up there with one of the. It's very the, strong with this, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's, it's like I, I, the first hype addictions. This is. I, I like the image, you know, because of the way Burr and Rini work, where they're sort of multi-crewed and Rini's in the camera and Burr's flying the ship. And, and I, I can't remember, it was like Twitter or somewhere, but I loved the image of, of, of like them sort of going in and then getting blown up or whatever. And they're really just going, can we go in again? Can we go in again? <laughs> just <laughs> desperate to get such amazing footage. Yeah. Oh, we got, oh, this sounds great. Jeannie, um, while watching in VR while a commander tried to get a Gleave tissue sample while I hid in a crevice of a Titan. Sounds right, uh, sounds right. Yeah, the light show of the caustic missiles, lightning attacks, Titan turret fire, and AX multi cannons rounds flying everywhere was spectacular. It's like a good fireworks show, isn't it? It's so worth it going in, going in in multi crew or go like not. And I know, I know the specifics of this case. I know who the other commander was, but because um, it was in my PG, um, but they going in and not knowing that there's another commander in there sounds almost as exciting going oh wait what the fuck those are those are um pulse lasers and beam lasers that i can see over there what's going on that's really cool it's really cool it's really i, I can't i can't not be more hyperbolic about it it's so good right, commander rocky star um the tension when i first entered the maelstrom and the titan emerging from the mist was jaw-dropping Again, pretty pretty similar to the the squeeing that you heard from uh, from the burrs. Yeah. Now, this was quite a good one from a Happy Moon Monkey. Um, Anti-aliasing working. I know this doesn't seem like much, but honestly, this combined with the snappier menu and map responses has made the whole feel the whole game feel fresh again to me. Um, I didn't realise they'd put an anti-aliasing fix in for fifteen. I don't think it was announced, but I have heard a few people saying that they feel like anti-aliasing had improved in some... I guess it depends on your graphic settings and whether you notice I know there was a lighting fix, I know that. Was there? I, I, didn't they say a little while ago that they were going to work constantly on um, general improvements, but due to player feedback, they're not going to include them in the um, in the notes anymore? So, um, I, I, I also question to you to you for the the times that you've gotten since um update 15 to all of you um do you feel do you feel like it's performing better um i haven't seen any major improvements but then again it was working pretty fine for me beforehand i haven't been to ground sites um, yet which is where i suffer so i will let you know i guess okay Although, ben, I, i'm not really worried about it but i'm just looking i'm in this war zone just now and i'm getting 78 fps 80 so you see that's, that's higher. I I've I personally have also not ha- like experienced not as many things where I've um I felt like disconnected from the game due to like a graphical issue. Uh, I think I've had one. I've had one dropout, but then I found out that that was actually uh, Virgin Media's fault, not the game's. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I got a scarlet crate, and I went, "What the hell?" And of course, then I found out that Blue Virgin Media had this. Uh, what is it? How do they describe it? Oh, yes, it's an intermediate error, or intermediate with an intermittent error. That's that's what got me. So basically, it's 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 not that important, but it happens occasionally. 
Actually, on, on anti-aliasing, Happy Moon Monkey sort of um, makes a good point, which I, I guess I have noticed, um, which is that uh, orbit lines don't have a kind of crawl on them. And I, I know exactly what he means like, by that. Oh, now you come to mention it, the orbit lines do seem a lot smoother. Another classic example, you know, you've got a thin, um, bright line against the black background, you know, at, at a very, sometimes at a very slight gradient across your screen. It's an absolute nightmare for anti-aliasing. And yeah, they, you're right, they don't crawl like they used to. Neat. Excellent. Um, well, Elsie, you know fool like one. <laughs> That wonderful vocalist we all know. Um, while I've enjoyed three minutes inside the Maelstrom, my favourite thing is the journal files, which include species in the scan organic event, so people no longer need to use the comp scanner if they don't want to. So this is a new event which has been added to the journal files, which, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite so sure what he means by using the, co uh, the composition scanner, because I end up using the composition scanner anyway. Oh, I see what he means, I think. Okay. So, so what he's saying is that, so with like organics, you can obviously, <clears throat> you can use your um, organic scanner, you know, three times to get the sample. And then you can also use the composition scanner from the SRV to scan the plant and you get a little bonus for that. Yeah, and that, my, that, that goes with the codex, yeah. My guess is that for the purposes of logging what you've done with some sort of third party tool like the Canon plugin, Maybe previously you had to use the composition scanner to fully log that thing. Oh, right, I see. And now that the organic scan is getting registered, you don't have to do that. That's what I'm getting uh, from it. Yeah. Right, I understand. I didn't realise that there wasn't an event for the organic scanner, but obviously, yeah. Right. Uh, Karumba. Game patched successfully. Didn't lose my keybinds. Pretty successful as far as exploration is concerned. Yep, no problems with the updates. Okay, there there is a couple of little niggles about the strength of the of uh, the scouts' weapons. <laughs> but apart for, from for an update, for it's an been update, it's been like no. I I know no. We touched on the we we mentioned this last week, but no wonder at the science museum they were so confident. <laughs> You know, there was there was definitely an air of confidence of the from uh, especially off at the science museum. Sally just looked like she was knackered and she was ready for it to all be over. But um, Arthur looked confident and excited, and um, it, it honestly, I genuinely believe that it paid off. Yeah, I must admit, I think uh, ever since update thirteen, uh, I've been actually quite impressed by the quality of the updates. They've gone down smoothly. There haven't been vast, huge amounts of bugs. Um, okay, you, you do get the occasional niggle and things like that, such, such as scouts and things like that that people have to that they'll have to look into again. But this time, yeah, it was delayed what a week, but I think it was worth it. I mean, I'd have been happy if it had been like the end of the month, if it needed to be, you know, and it came out on a month when there were three bank holidays in this month and all of that kind of stuff and still came out on time. Update 14 was two and a half hours late. Um, this came out at three o'clock when they said that it was going to be coming out, which was fantastic. And as Helmut Glockenbecker says, everybody could play two minutes after the update went live. Guess no more. Don't play on patch day. Well, 
everybody well this is the thing it's it's nice when it works but it can never be guaranteed <laughs> come on consistency i believe in you Fante. you've got this <laughs> yeah oh and we have a new entry from commander simon saying uh seven hours inside a maelstrom so far and also rescuing this sidekick from an ax restore mission <laughs> what a ledge what an absolute ledge Oh dear! So overall, update fifteen very very positive so far for for those of you who have actually interacted with it. Um, it does seem to be going down well in the forums. Uh, you know, you, you still get the usual naysayers, but you know you're going to get them anyway. Uh, so I, th I think we can all agree that uh, bring it on for the next one. Um. <laughs> and also, and also, this is like I think Frontier have been very, very um, th like things have come out between big updates as well. So this doesn't mean that this is all that we're getting between now and what whatever update sixteen is going to be. It's likely that we will get drip fed um, little bits and pieces as well to continue on the narrative and continue on the Thargoid War. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we haven't... Sorry. <coughs> Go on, Alec. I was just going to say we haven't actually spoken about this, but um, there's a couple of sort of interesting mysteries, I suppose, now surrounding the, the Titan. So there's three new materials that we can gather, but we have no idea what the use of them is yet. So, you know, that's one way that this can go. Um, and there's also in the commodity market, there's three um, new tissue samples, Titan, high grade tissue sample, medium and something else. And Blades, we can't maybe? maybe. Oh, maybe. So there's two, there's certainly two tissue samples you can theoretically get from a Titan and we don't know how to do that yet. Um, and obviously it feels like we ought to be able to find some way of getting through either the kind of, you know, yellow loop that they're going through or, or the side tunnels. So, so there's lots of ways where this um, Update 15 content could be unlocked by Frontier effectively pressing a button, it feels like, without doing a major update. You know, that we'll see, I guess. But um, yeah, I think, I think there's more to see yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly looking interesting to investigate the uh, the maelstrom that's for sure um yeah and hopefully we'll get more stuff when update 16 happens later in the year i'm assuming it's going to be later in the year probably well again we'll also get stuff like in in between as well we oh yeah quite a lot. I'm, I'm not, I'm i think the next big narrative jump once we've worked out exactly what the maelstrom is um the next narrative jump will probably be how to get rid of it, and that will probably be in update 16, which you can see why. why. I mean, they put that much detail into into the the creation of the Thargoid War, the 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 um, the creation of these maelstroms, uh, that you can see why the the rework has been pushed back, because the, the amount of work, the development work that's gone into this has been phenomenal. Mm. So yeah. Um, so let's have a quick look at mostly clueless. Uh, the Chris Mark Four <laughs> got stuck upside down in an SRV in a brain tree this week. I love you, Chris. I think you're my favourite. <laughs> while liberating some raw materials, 
Does that look like a colonoscopy as well? Um, a reminder a reminder that the automated help I'm stuck option is now available in the help and support section of the main menu, since the Bounce to Horizons previous method is no longer available. Um, it will return you to your ship in a safe place and rescue your SRV from uh, aforementioned obstacle. I have a horrible thought. Do we is it know? Is going to be as horrible as some of the no. thoughts we've already had tonight? No, it's, it's, it's not. Some great thoughts. I don't thinking, know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just thinking, though, if we do... If you're doing a, a Thargoid power-on-the-base mission, and you power on the base and you get your widgets, and then you do help on stock, Ooh. would you pass or fail the mission? I think you'd fail. I think you'd fail. I hope you'd fail. But I would. I would like to think that you would. You would fail. I don't know. I've not done it myself. I was rescued by Commander Simon, and it made life a lot easier. Yeah, but then I did. Di- I did. Different. He drove me back. He flew me back to my fleet carrier, and then I used an escape pod, and I didn't fail the mission. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the same. Interesting. It if, might if be interesting. Back to your your fleet carrier, surely you'd be able to summon a different ship. Nope. Don't have a shipyard. It, it oh, wouldn't. No, it, it wouldn't let me. It wouldn't let me do the shipyard thing. Um, it, it, I think it might be bugged. There is. A, uh, I think there's a bug for it. But um, if you you don't have a ship and you go into the shipyard thing, it flicks back, so it just like kicks you back out. Um, so I had to get into a skate pod, and it and it flew me. Um, it flew me bloody miles away, um, and I then ended up having to order order my ship there but then my ship would take 30 minutes so then i bought a bought a shit bought a very shitty dbx didn't upgrade it at all and then flew it back oh that sounds a chore but at least you still passed but, the at least you still passed the mission and um that means that i am up on wins against failures um so yeah it was good fun excellent um right does anybody have any other business before we close out the show for the evening and the deafening silence says no. Right, okay, so shout-outs. Our sister station, uh, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30, uh, and you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthebug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC. We're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. That's The Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well. And, of course, the fantastic Loose Screws over there in America. Uh, and following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon, and the fantastically artistic Commander Beetlejude. Um, we'd like to just thank everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat. Uh, and also apologise to them for some of the conversation we've had tonight. <laughs> and of course, what in-game commanders have you two been dealing with, Chris and Ben? So we've had Ephesus and um, Siberias have joined Chris and I this evening, and they're probably the reason why we actually didn't suck so hard at the combat missions. Because well, I'm thanks sure Ephesus for like completing the missions for me. We've won day three, so thanks, lads. Yeah, I think Ephesus basically carried us. I think. Excellent. Uh, we'll also say special thanks, of course, to Commander Tokuso, Jay and Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music for the show. So that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. 
If you'd like to get in touch with us, then you can find all the contact links in the home slash contact us menu option on the laveradio.com slash website. Now let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Our um, question of the week will be posted out by Psychic on Twitter at some point in the at next couple of days. At some point it, when I remember, I promise I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 streamed out at laveradio.com slash live so thanks to Commander Psychis I made it through, catch you later guys thanks Psychis she made it Uh, Commander Alec Turner good evening and thank you (laughs) and of course Commander Adela Weiss it's amazing what excessive drugs will let you do isn't it (laughs) (laughs) Colonoscopies, apparently. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bye. <laughs> Take care, Sally. Show title incoming. <laughs> anyway, until next time, Commander's fly safe. <laughs> Sorry, better incoming than outgoing. <laughs> sorry, Colin. Sorry, really? Colin. Sorry, 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 what? sorry. sorry. I, I can't believe you just went there. <laughs> I'm really happy. <laughs> At least there's no video of it. Right, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like someone having an orange inserted. Uh, you need a safe word for space can be done. I'm gonna see the galaxy. Galnet News Digest, 18th of May 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Aegis addresses the problem of the Thargoid motherships and suggests we should be destroying as many Thargoid drones as possible. And a representative from Canon Research provides an update on the scale of the problem that's facing us.
just doesn't know if they are hive ships, mother ships, or command centres for the invasion. But it is sure that we must defeat the giant Thargoid structures that have been found at the centre of each of the eight maelstroms, and that defeating them will be humanity's greatest challenge yet. Aegis's head and director of research, Professor Albert Tezra, described the concentric spheres of the maelstrom. Inside the first caustic cloud, there is the energy wave, then a ring of asteroids, the reason for which is unexplained. The asteroids are not particularly hard to navigate through, although there are occasional Thargoid interceptors, scouts and hunters. And then, in the centre, there's what Tezro described as a gargantuan Thargoid structure, bigger even than a Coriolis starport. As LCU no fool like one of Canon Research points out, these structures may be similar in layout to Thargoid surface sites, but they are at least twice the size. They really are huge, bigger than any other single structure in the known galaxy. Orion University's Seamus Madigan was unwilling to say what these titanic structures might be. The word mothership implies some kind of fleet carrier, which may not adequately describe their purpose. Although smaller Thargoid vessels have been observed flying into the centre of the structures and through other access points. Calling them hive ships would imply distinct communities for each maelstrom, ruled over by the alien equivalent of a queen bee. There is no evidence yet that the maelstroms are run by distinct communities in that way, and Professor Madigan notes that Inra's speculation over the structure of Thargoid society was never confirmed by practical observation. Further observation will be needed, but Aegis's best current assessment is that the structures are command centres, controlling the Thargoid fleet as it spreads out from each maelstrom, expanding through human space. Professor Tezro, saying she finds the architecture of these gigantic spaceships unsettling, is under no doubt that we must defeat them. But finding a way to achieve this defeat will, she says, be our greatest challenge to date. The Thargoids appear to be making preparations to take up residence in abandoned human settlements, while scouts have suddenly become a whole lot nastier. And there's controversy over a new range of shipskins. Until last week, settlements in Thargoid-controlled systems are believed to have been left undisturbed by the invading Thargoids. However, there have been widespread reports that some of these settlements are now being guarded by small packs of drones that are somewhere between the relatively peaceful Thargoid scavengers that can be found at Thargoid surface sites and Core Dynamics sentry skimmers, only a lot nastier and far more deadly. It appears that these new Thargoid drones are guarding the settlements, possibly with a view to establishing ownership of the sites. It's not at all clear why the Thargoids are interested in abandoned human settlements any more than the rest of the now abandoned planets. Is it something we've left behind that the Thargoids find worth protecting? Or are they simply making sure that we don't come back? Whatever their motive, they're instantly hostile when they see humans moving about. They attack in a coordinated way, dropping some sort of sticky bombs that are extremely dangerous. Admiral Daniel Perry of Aegis described how entire squads of marines have been wiped out while trying to investigate. He suggested that destroying as many of these Thargoid drones as possible may prove beneficial in driving the Thargoid forces out. However, stocks of the drones are reportedly being resupplied by Thargoid scout ships, 
which makes fighting them a Sisyphean task. An equally useful and non-violent approach to discouraging the Thargoids is to take missions to power up the abandoned settlements and then retrieve valuable records of the Thargoids' methods of attack, which have been left behind in many of the settlements. These missions can be completed by stealth, which avoids unnecessary deaths. Not all Thargoid settlements have the Thargoid drones yet. The Desirinbin system is a good place to find them, with missions being issued from Kadiport in the nearby Laumas system. Be aware that some settlements in Desirinbin are some distance from the jump-in point. In related news, Thargoid scouts have been reported to be far more aggressive than usual. It seems possible that humans arriving at the Thargoid hive ships may have disconcerted the scouts, who are now displaying a continuous berserker effect. It's unclear if this will be temporary, or if we'll have to learn to live with spicier scouts in the long term. Meanwhile, there's controversy over the new Carapace ship decorations, which have been claimed by pro-Thargoid and pro-peace movements as a positive step in showing that we care, and by anti-Xeno campaigners who see the skins as a form of camouflage, allowing us to more easily infiltrate Thargoid's system. The Thargoid cult has not yet commented, but it seems likely that they'll be concerned whether any Thargoids were harmed in the making of the ship skins. There is no evidence that the skins are made from actual Thargoid body parts. Whatever they are, though, and whatever they mean, these stylish paint jobs with matching accessories and lighting effects are certainly turning heads all over the galaxy. Earlier today, Commander LCU No Fool Like One presented a briefing note on Canon Research's investigations into the maelstroms over the past week. Here are the edited highlights. Samantha Marsh of the Pilots' Federation has confirmed that the Thargoid surface sites are in fact gigantic, long-dead, downed Thargoid vessels, and they're being deconstructed by the scavengers. However, it is not safe to conclude that the Thargoid surface sites are the same type of vessel that we can see at the centre of the Maelstrom, despite the fact that the features on both sides of the Titan bear a striking resemblance to the surface sites. Our commanders have been performing precise measurements of features, constructing 3D models, and basically trying to insert ships in various orifices. We've determined that the central structures on the anterior and posterior of the Titan are far larger than similar structure in the centre of the Thargoid surface site. Certainly the Titans are more than double the visible size of the surface site. While it is hard to get anyone in canon to agree on anything, I am firmly of the opinion that the Thargoid surface sites are not the same type of vessel as the ones we've encountered at the centre of the Maelstroms. They could be an earlier design, or perhaps something we've not yet seen intact. A more pressing question is regarding the portal on the anterior. What is that mysterious yellow liquid? Does it taste nice? Is it custard? or cheese.
I'm the writer of the science fiction audio drama The Dex Legacy. I'm Chris Gregory and I'm the producer of the show. We're fundraising to make season two of the show and we'd love you to help to fund our recording and production process. We've had over 55,000 downloads and some amazing reviews and we'd love to keep the story moving forward. The rebels are coming, Ren. Get ready. You mean to ask me if she's already dead? I don't know. When we started to record season one, the UK was in lockdown, so we had to record asynchronously. But this time, we're keen to gather our cast in the studio to record live. Our cast are almost all professional actors, and we're keen to give them the chance to work in this way. It's about their development, as well as getting brilliant, immersive performances for our audience. Emily's scripts for season two are fantastic, and listeners are in for a real treat. We have new characters and storylines. All we need is your help to make it happen. Thank you so much for helping us to fund season two of The Dex Legacy. Lost this room. She's been taken captive. And I don't have much time. The electrical currents disabled her chip. We cannot track her. We can end their lives at a push of a button, no matter where in the world they are, and they know it. A person should not have to live with that threat. Seconds count here, Varian. I know. Losing you as well would make this a very bad day. We have a serious problem. You think that if Ivzra escapes the rebels and chooses to run from us, we won't be able to find her? That is exactly what I'm thinking. Find her in. I will. 